Hello, Natasha. Hello, Damien. It's the Lowbrow Lowdown. Hello. Hello. Hello, listeners. I'm Damien. And I'm Natasha. And welcome to episode 10 of the Lowbrow Lowdown. We're reading pandemic-themed literature. So you don't have to. And this week, we take inspiration from Halloween to read an an, an pandemic, a pandemic. Hey, did I <laughs> Sorry, write no, a? that was <laughs> My notes don't say that. <laughs> Damien cannot read. No, <laughs> I just, I cannot grammar. Um, <laughs> to read pandemic-themed horror. Mm, yes. Um, because it's Halloween next week. It is. Or this week, I don't know. What is the date? No, it's next week. It's next week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Pandemic. It's called Pandemic, Horrors Written in Lockdown. It's by Matt Shaw. Mm. And I'll take the... Yeah, you did... Oh, did I say I was going to do... Oh, we're so disorganised. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time we're doing this in person. Oh, yeah, we're doing this in person. We're in the same room. We're in the same room. Oh, my God. (laughs) Damien is at my house. This is, like, literally the second visitor I've had in... (laughs) Since May this year. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I'm not I'm not sitting at my crappy little desk. It's wonderful. <laughs> and I'm not in my bedroom with a doona wrapped around me to try and dampen the noise. <laughs> yes, no, we've got we've both got uh good microphones and yes. so this will hopefully sound better than normal. Bit more profesh. Bit more profesh. Bit more profesh. Uh so the Amazon blurb for pandemic horrors written in lockdown. In 2020, much of the world was put into lockdown due to the virus. Sorry, square, COVID- cro- <laughs> square quotes. <laughs> yes, scare quotes. Not square quotes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just swooning because Damien's right here. <laughs> swooning. <laughs> swooning. Oh wow. Wait, we've just got an alert from menu log. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for food. <laughs> waiting for dinner. <laughs> there will be an interval. <laughs> or some chewing noises. We don't know. Uh, no, because I listened to. Um, race chaser and they once ate someone ate while recording that is disgusting and <laughs> there noise. was there was an outcry yeah no one wants to hear mastication <laughs> on their podcast i mean no one wants to hear me laughing but <laughs> well they are different sounds correct but yes. no. <laughs> um, um sorry where continue. was i uh, uh so due to line. the virus covid19 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. as an author my life didn't really change too much as i tend to stay home most of the time anyway of course, there were there were changes when I did go outside, such as queuing up to get into stores, social distancing and whatnot. But that was about it for me. I guess I was one of the lucky ones, as people lost friends and loved ones to the virus, as well as jobs. As I write this, we are indeed still locked down. More and more people are ignoring the rules in the UK, though, and deaths are on the up, so God only knows... When the world, sorry, will return to what we once knew before all this, all of this crap. Still, one benefit: it has given me some time, some ideas for some more horror stories. <laughs> I mean, it's killed millions. He's thought of some horror stories. Send it around the global pandemic, and here in this collection, I present them to you. Stay safe, kitties. Hmm. Uh, this is just. I'm just gonna. Um, to say again how many times I wish people just ran some things past editors, like even like a blurb. It shouldn't just be a, an afterthought. It 
This no. is the hook. Yeah, it doesn't make me want to read the book. Oh, hell no. But we've read it anyway. We did. We did read because it anyway. Because this time we looked up the author and he seemed like a decent human being. Yeah, we've, we've started vetting after mm. so many instances of like, oh, you're racist. Great. <laughs> um, this author was not racist. This is, the author is not racist. So we don't feel like we're uh, endorsing supremacy of any kind. <laughs> and there are... Lots of things that I like about this. Mm-hmm. Um, this and book. Yes, mm-hmm. and we will focus on those first. Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> um, part, so it's in three parts, and part one is Drabbles. Um, I really liked learning what that was. <laughs> I also didn't know. I, I knew of like very short stories, mm. but mm. I didn't know this term, Drabbles. Mm. So, uh, and he's very helpful in that he opens yes. it with. <laughs> For those not in the know, a drabble is a story of a hundred words exactly, not including any possible title. Mm. I personally enjoy writing drabbles as a warm-up exercise ahead of a long day of typing. Yeah, it seems like a great exercise for writing. It does. Um, I think I might try it because yeah. I've got little stories floating around and it's like I don't know what to do with them after they get to a few hundred words. Like maybe I just have little stories. Yeah, they kind of – words. And – it's kind of like it's a way to kind of record an idea. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you might come back to it and turn it into something bigger. Hmm. Um, Did they you have were... a favourite treble? Oh. They're all the same. They're all kind of very similar. So, I mean, my observation of these drebbles and, and all the stories in particular, not in particular, in general, um, all of them were pretty – they were all a realistic scenario or tale – of life within the pandemic um, with a horror twist. So I don't know whether it was horror. Like, uh, to me it didn't seem very horrifying. This wasn't a horror, like. Not gruesome zombies or, I mean, there was. Uh, right throughout, I think the the techniques of horror weren't necessarily there. Mm. Like I've read Stephen yeah. King books and literally like, gone, mm. I have to stop because it's dark and I'm in my house alone. <laughs> like that wasn't happening here. No. Um, there was one drabble that I really connected with mm. and this is going to tell the world <laughs> quite a lot about me. It's called Baby Comeback. Right. <laughs> Let me, uh, I'm just going to run to that drabble. Thankfully they are only 100 words yes. long. Uh, Michael, Michael McParland was on his mm. knees in the pissing rain. Tears from both the heavens and his eyes streamed down his cheeks as he loudly <laughs> wept. I think I know why you didn't, why you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't many people out and about, only a few doing their allowed exercises. Those who were walking were all looking at him. Some felt sorry for him. Some could relate and others thought he was the town weirdo. He screamed again, why did you have to leave me? No one answered. McDonald's had been shut for a while now with no staff in the building. He banged on the doors again. Come back. <laughs> I, you know... Not that McDonald's closed, but you know, no, there of were all the places McDonald's were not closed. <laughs> but I, I very much kind of related to that mm. having a craving and not being able to satisfy it in Which the pandemic. Which is the pandemic experience, isn't mm. it? It's like I have craved trees. Like even though I live really across the road from a park, it's beautiful. Um, not quite a park. Buildings, anyway. Um, but just wild trees. Mm. Just craved it. Yeah, um, like go, going for a hike. Going for a hike. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <sighs> oh, yes. Uh, whereas Friday, last Friday, 
after work, even though first day of freedom, (laughs) 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 beautiful weather all day, five o'clock, it started raining and got cloudy and cold. And I thought, I don't give a shit. I am going for my walk anyway. And so I walked nine kilometres after work just to clear my head. It's been a been a week and um, it was glorious, <laughs> just so good uh, and made me want to go and do more of it. So when I, I've got a few days off this week, so I'm going to go out to the Dandenongs. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Well, we were nice. Um, Did you have a favourite travel? Favourite? I mean, um, oh, look, favourite's a stretch. <laughs> it's a strong word. <laughs> it's a stretch. I hate that. Uh, look, uh, this this doesn't say anything about me. It's called a perfect world, and I don't know if anyone can hear my little cat in the, be- in the oh, background. Oh yeah, Peanut is here. Peanut is here, and she is really whiny at me because I'm not paying her <laughs> nearly enough attention. <laughs> look, she'll um, just be a feature. She'll be a feature. Come on. Um, so it's called a perfect world. It's Melissa Potter loved the quarantine. She loved being able to walk, go out and walk through the quiet streets. She loved the lack of traffic on the roads. She loved how the non-essential shops were shut and people were ordering online, saving unnecessary queues and pollution. She even loved seeing the families on their daily exercises. Normally they wouldn't bother and would stay at home doing their own things. But in these times, they were more conscious to be together. Is it conscious to be together? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they made a more conscious effort. I guess that's the 100-word mm. limit. Yeah. To Melissa, it was all fantastic. And this is the horror twist, which I, again, did not like. It did not mm. <laughs> resonate with me, uh, which is why she was doing all that she could do to keep the virus spreading. Well, and I guess this is the horror element of yeah. it. Um, and yeah, look, it is a challenge in 100 words to mm. kind of not just tell a complete story but also have that kind of hit of horror. Yeah. And so I, I get mm. that. Mm. Um, I mean, look, given it was only 100 words and I could have just glanced at the last line and seen it, I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Uh, so successful. I think I liked it because it was successfully um, horrible and horribly realistic. Mm. And that's these very realistic scenarios of people just living their horrible lives in a pandemic. It's yeah, and I feel like they – what this does well, and he does it kind of, I would say, in the first two parts, not so much in part three, mm-hmm. is that it kind of gives a flavour of the, like, various experiences of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, he does. Um, the Drabbles, like, I think were my favourite part of the book mm. because oh, – Yeah, We're going to pause for a We're going to pause for a little bit because we're, our meal is here. Oh, yeah, we're back. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. We ate. <laughs> we just had um, – now, when Damien and I used to work together, we would go and eat Guzman and Gomez at Colin's place. Yes. Yeah. And um, I wasn't sure if we should say where we were, but mm. Mm, whatever. I mean, we're never going to be back there because – No, we're going to be in lockdown forever. <laughs> we're, not, we're not in lockdown right now. No, we're not. We're in – yeah, anyway. Uh, we're in COVID normal now. Um. And we would go and eat Guzman and Gomez and 
during lockdown or during the lockdowns, plural, <laughs> we didn't have the opportunity to do that. So we just got it. <laughs> yeah, for dinner. It was lovely. For dinner, it was delicious. Just a lovely little like reminisce. Reminisce. It was a nostalgic like nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking about the travels, which we both thought were quite good. Mm. On, yeah. to, on to part two, mm. which is a series of short stories, um, which admittedly have all kind of blurred together. They, I wasn't sure whether they all were separate stories or were – I they did flow mm. together and they're well, very similar. They were kind of – uh, a bit too samey, maybe. Yeah, a bit too samey. I, I had one that I th- thought I'd call out. Mm. I mean, so to give you a flavour, the first one's called Greta, mm. and it's about this family, and they're oh, yeah. about to go for a drive, but it's locked down, and Greta, their neighbour, is really like nosy, and they're yeah, like, she's a neighbour that would call the police on their neighbours mm. on her neighbours having a party and. In the middle of lockdown, we know that sort of thing happens. Yeah. It's very relatable. Um, and I guess this is my my challenge with its use as a horror genre. And I understand it's they're short stories, and you kind of have to leave a lot of questions mm. unanswered. Mm. But there's this whole building as they're driving. They've got like their plans for like what they're gonna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my stomach just made the loudest noise. <laughs> It's very happy with its uh yeah, its no. Mexican food. Um, you know, and you know, they've got groceries in the car so they can pretend if they get pulled over, oh we were just out shopping, or if they're too far from home, we were just delivering these to a sick relative. So they're driving. Um he I tried to Google this to find out if it was a word, but he several times uses the word a turning to refer to I think turning off the road. They were approaching oh. a turning. I had oh, never heard. Is it a UK? Oh, maybe it's a. UK I googled it and usage? there was like no real. Uh, I mean, I used to live in the UK. No one ever said a turn. I mean, I lived in, in Scotland, Scotland so. It's quite different. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. in <laughs> Scotland, if you are driving on the left hand side of the road and there's a park on the right hand side of the road, you oh, just yeah. go you just, across. <laughs> no, that's a very convenient rule. There were times here I was just think, oh god, I wish I could just do what people in London do: just drive over to the other side of the road. Uh, like I <laughs> Yeah, it took me by surprise the first time. I was, I was like, like, what like, is going on? Why are the cars faced different ways? Um, um sorry, but I digress. Um <laughs> they get to this large mansion mm. and it's I don't know, like it's very weird. There's clearly a party there, mm. there's a host and they're getting ready to like have a party, but first they have to go see some old, old man, man and like the kids have to run up. Like there's an old man who clearly has COVID and the kids have to run up and kiss him hello and mm. catch COVID. On and- his sweaty cheeks. It's like there's, um, uh, I'm about to say small pox parties. No, chicken pox parties. Yeah. Where kids would be deliberately infected by their parents. But yeah. So that they'd get immunity. And yeah, I, and I, I say that, and sorry, this is my long path to sort of mm. saying I get that, that that's the horror element. Oh, they're they're getting their kids to get COVID because they're all just mm. trying to get it. And you know, isn't that terrifying? But it's not enough. It's not horrible enough. On its, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's horrible, but it's not horror. Yeah, and like it would be horror if like they were doing this, thinking they were doing the right thing, and then mm. it turned to into there was a murder house or something. Like, not that that has to. That's what makes horror. Mm. It just. 
It's it, missing something. It really it fell flat. This one. Um. Um. Oh my god! <laughs> if you hear like, it's just peanut in the background. She's, she's just had dinner and she's getting rid of a little bit of energy. Um, but one thing out of out of this story, Greta, um, where they are driving on the way to the house, and Angela, the wife, um, the wife, <laughs> the, the matriarch of the family, <laughs> um, she says the streets are quiet, everything's shut up, um, and she makes a note about more wildlife being about, definitely more, definitely more birds flying around. It's like we're in some apocalyptic film. Yeah. Do you remember first lockdown? We when, when like wild pigs started running through towns in Germany. And yeah. <laughs> I think, oh my god. Well, I was, but I was remembering how quiet. The, so where my, where I used to live during that very first lockdown, I live quite close to a freeway, and the freeway noise just died right down to almost nothing. I could hear ah. birds. Um, and more, uh, oops, sorry. And I saw more birds in my backyard that I'd never seen before. I really did see more wildlife and it was just in my own little pocket of, you know, I know I was absolutely within my five kilometre radius. Mm. Um, um, I'm just thinking about how there was a deer on Brunswick Street and they shot it. <laughs> apparently that happens not, not, maybe not to Brunswick Street, but deer do come down the Yarra quite frequently because there is mm. a bit of a plague of deers <laughs> out, out in the um, Gippsland and Alpine regions of Victoria. It is, yeah, that's not the first one to come into the city or I not may, the city city. But I may have to cut this, I don't know, but I used to work in public consultation mm. and someone once told me a story because there's a, a deer population control mm. policy mm. and – Picking the picture of the deer <laughs> that they put on the front of that website had to be not too sympathetic but not too aggressive. Mm. And apparently there was like a wall with pictures <laughs> of deer that they all stared at to find the most neutral-faced deer. <laughs> the neutral-faced That they chose. <laughs> some, some bizarro lineup. <laughs> I just love this mm, idea. This one, no, it's too. It's just so cute. <laughs> but when I lived in Scotland, I was in a gay running club, and we'd run mm. along the Clyde, and mm. there were often deer. Mm. And also, mm. at the we lived right near the Glasgow Necropolis, which is the ancient, oh, yeah, okay, the old right, cemetery. Yeah. It's this huge yeah, yeah, yeah. hill covered in wow. gravestones. Um, mm. And sometimes I'd walk through there on a Sunday, and yeah. there'd just be deer in there. It's bizarre, isn't it? And I was like, oh god, like mm. and because they were quite big. They are. They're, They're not like the they... ones on that island in Japan, which are tiny. No. <laughs> um, and just want food from you. <laughs> no, they're cute. And they are lovely, cute, but, but no. they're they're very insistent. You're right. No, these these deer that you're talking about have got enormous mm. antlers. And yeah, if you get will... them at the right time of year. Yeah, I went to visit my, some friends up near Mount Buller. Um, in between lockdowns earlier this year, I can't remember which ones, um, and. We went for a walk at dusk and amongst the, I don't know, five million kangaroos I saw, there were heaps of deer and all quite, not aggressive, but they were pretty antsy. It was like. <gasps> I always think of yeah. in um, the, is it the ring? I think it's the, it might be the ring. I'm not great with horror films, oh. so I haven't watched it. It's, it's, look, it is the US adaptation of the ring. Okay, right. Um, yep, yep, yep. Or Ringu. Um, mm. But. In the US adaptation, there's a scene where because oh, I might be the ring too, because mm. the kid is um, going to die in seven days. <laughs> I'm just shaking um, my head. He's I don't know. 
mm-hmm. um, the deer start attacking the car. So she's driving along and a deer like oh, rams no. the side of her car. It's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that little running in the background. <laughs> oh, look, I think it's just, it's going to be a welcome My addition. The cat is cutting laps of the lounge room. <laughs> anyway. But so there was mm. one particularly, to me, interesting piece, which was the morgues were full. That was incredible. Like very. Mm. Well, so yes, it was. Um, it really captured. So it's about. Yes. It's essentially it's about Boris Johnson. Um, it doesn't call him Boris. It could it could no. be another. It's extremely implied. Messy haired prime minister <laughs> Just of the UK during Brexit and yeah, the just... coronavirus. <laughs> Although I will say he's like he's going on about how you know oh I in, he inherited Brexit he fucking wanted Brexit so <laughs> no he but could... he, he didn't go in he wasn't PM at the time that it started no so. he wasn't but he really pushed so technically for it. he could say he inherited it but well yeah. masterminded um, it inherited. but yeah sort of talking about <laughs> this kind of uh, how do you. Do? What, uh, well, the, you know, he sort of is in this point in his life. He achieved the thing he'd always oh, wanted to achieve, right. yeah. but it hadn't. It wasn't what he had hoped. No, he was not feeling very fulfilled at all. Mm. Mm. Um, and what I'd say is, I just wish he captured Boris Johnson more. Mm. Um, and I, I listened to the before news, the end. <laughs> yeah, before the end. Mm. I don't think that's a realistic way that he would behave, though. Like, no, so I, I, I that watched... person has self awareness. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I listen to the news quiz, and sometimes they do this thing called dead ringers, where they'll do like a radio play, but it's mm. all the different politicians. And mm. the guy that does the Boris Johnson, you're like <laughs> every time he comes into like the scene, he goes. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like, yes, it's really funny. <laughs> and there's this thing. It was this thing when the he was. Um, kind of vying for the prime ministership. Mm. It was like good Boris and he'd be having a reasonable discussion. And then in the background, bad Boris would be going, that's bizarre. And he just didn't capture that stuff. No, he, no. I mean, I cannot, I, look, this is very much implied that it's Boris, but the, um, the self reflect I don't look, I'm sure Boris Johnson Boris Johnson has an inner voice. Mm. But I feel like it's not as self reflective as this character made it out to be. Yes. And so spoilers, like the, the yeah. ending is he gets a phone call and the blood drains from his face. Mm. Um See I when I was reading I was like, Oh, this is a phone call where he's told he has coronavirus. That's what I was thinking <laughs> as well. And then he Opens the window and throws himself head first out of number ten. Yeah, um, and his brains turn to mashed potato, which means he won't come back to life like the bodies in the morgues are, because they're all zombies. They're hungering for human flesh. And this is my <laughs> issue with it. Yeah, Boris Johnson mm. would be like, "I need to get me to safety yeah. and fuck the rest of them." That's exactly right. <laughs> he wouldn't be killing he himself. Would, no. Like, what? Why would he? Have died like well, I mean maybe he did get coronavirus but I, it was really strange it wasn't a very good um it wasn't a satisfying I think this is the challenge is these mm. stories are kind of setting up but because they're short stories mm. they can't deliver on the horror that no. I think he's Could, aiming for yeah because it's it's too uh, I think the fact that it's 
for all of our oh coronavirus inspired literature, you know, literature in mm. quotation marks. <clears throat> this a lot of these stories, well, pretty much all of these stories, apart from the very small horror aspect of them, were were just too realistic. Yeah, they, and it just felt like a bunch not case studies, but but yeah, but they weren't taking it somewhere else. Yeah, it was just. Oh, here are shitty things that people do during a pandemic. It's like I can just read the news, yeah, and get that. Um, I don't need literally one sentence at the end of a eight hundred word story. This is, the horror was always just the final sentence, <laughs> literally the final sentence, and that works really well for the travels. Yeah, but not so great for the short stories. Mm. So yes, yeah, so so he he did structure his book, this book, um, into three parts. So the first part were the travels. Um, and the second part was how many short stories? About six, five or six short stories. Um, the happy birthday one I was just, oh. is the the happy birthday, oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Where oh. like the wife was like, and the husband just clearly hated each other. Hated and then he gave other. her COVID. Oh, I know. As a present. Like he. He, he clearly wanted her to die. <laughs> Prick. I oh, know. But um, does he not understand the, um. <clears throat> He's like putting on a mask. It's like she's going to come back and be like, "Why are you wearing a mask?" <laughs> he's putting on, and he's he, he's going to get it anyway, hmm. like because she's she'll get it and then I don't know. It's an aerosolized disease. Yep. It was it was just stupid. <laughs> it was I hated stupid. That one. Basically, a husband and wife on their anniversary. She got up early and didn't suck his dick, and that was really annoying for him. Yeah, yeah. But she, the only reason, well, the only reason she did that was because he was such a shit husband by the time. Yeah, time. well, she, you know, he never returned the phone. Get him up, and she would, because <laughs> alphas don't eat pussy. Oh my god, that's exactly it. <laughs> this is like, this is my key message for this podcast: is alphas don't eat pussy. Um, and <clears throat> and. And she's like, oh, he would never have gotten me a present. Um, but he did. He'd ordered something from a website called Corona in Your Partner's Favourite Perfume Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Corona in Your Partner's Favourite Perfume Bottle dot com <laughs> dot co dot UK. Yeah. Um, I don't smell it. But I was reading and I was thinking, did you ever watch that um, documentary about the oh, – the people who in Salisbury who got poisoned by that um uh, yes. Russian uh, I didn't um, know there was a documentary. No. It's actually amazing. Oh no, or is it a story? Oh I'll um <laughs> <laughs> might come back to But this it one. is amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's an incredible story. And um <clears throat> excuse me. The poison on one of the um yeah, the poison was delivered via perfume. Uh, and that's how the person who found the perfume in the rubbish, like days later, um, were accident and sprayed it pretty much in her face, and just died almost the next day. It was horrible. Um, and I thought, oh, that's where we got the idea. This had happened in the UK. It was a perfume bottle. So he's full of, you know, full of ideas. This man, Matt Shaw. <laughs> he is. It's um, drawn yeah. from real life. Yeah, and it, look. Not really a horror story. That's just a. Again, not really a horror, horror story. <laughs> shitty husband and wife story. Um, then we get to part three. <laughs> I have to uh, admit something. I did not read the novella. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, look, I'm... So we are both going to be hearing... <laughs> oh, both. You and me, reader, listener. I keep calling these... I keep calling you readers. Yeah, I can read the book. <laughs> We're not stopping them. No, you can read the book. Um, So... You and me, listener, we're going to be hearing about this book, this short novella. Well, before we read the novella, there is a foreword, I guess, to the novella. And Mm. I don't know what I thought about that. Like, are we going to get murdered? (laughs) Say the foreword. I'm going to read it because. Yeah. Um, I, we need witnesses. <laughs> yes. So the foreword of this book, of this third novella. part, mm. the novella, mm. says, when I was first diagnosed psychopathic personality disorder by the doctors, I was upset. Then I learned to embrace it and put all the negative feelings and emotions spurred by the diagnosis into my writing. Now I fucking love what the doctor told me. I am a psychopath. I am proud. And a lockdown could be exactly what I need to release the beast within. Signed, Matt Shaw, who is the author. Who is the author? This disturbed me a hell of a lot. I this fl- was the scariest part yeah. of the book. <laughs> that really is. I was, I was looking at it and thinking, and, and yeah, look, I didn't read the novella, but I read that. And I'm scrolling back and forth. Like, is this part of the book? And he's just put his name in the wrong spot. Hey, or is this the character that this novella is about? No, it is, it is um, Matt Shaw's little... Which um, then makes me think that this novella, which is, do you know what? It's the most horror of them all. <laughs> mm. um, it's got sort of a Sixth Sense style M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist mm. to it. Um, is this his fantasy? I like, We're not saying it is. We are absolutely not saying it is. Like, and we, we, look, we can't know. And It's just a very know. strange thing to include mm. this little... I am a psychopath and I am proud. Sign it yourself. And, and then, then write, well, from what Damien was saying. <laughs> then he writes this honestly not very good. No. <laughs> God, we're going to die. Uh, <laughs> All right. Can you cut out the bit about where we eat Guzman and Gomez? <laughs> <laughs> so the novella is, look, there's a lot of like, Husband and wife, husband hates the wife and wants to kill her kind yeah, of things to this. And I was like, mm, <laughs> someone's not happy. Mm. Um, and that is the theme of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, the long story is it's a husband talking about how much he hates his life mm. while he's also talking about how in his one hour a day that he gets to go outside, mm. he goes out on his own and he rapes and murders someone. And it's was quite graphic. And what I'd say is like, I find it hard to class it as horror because while it's gruesome and gross, it's not. It's not supernatural. It's not. Well, yeah, horror doesn't have to be supernatural. No, like it, it can be a slasher, but it, yeah, it's not. But it's there's not nothing that. being built. Like no. I'm not. I'm not feeling scared. For suspense reasons. Yeah. Mm. And you you need sus. I, I know some people might not think you need suspense in horror, but I think you do. Mm. Um, Mm. It's my opinion. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just asking questions. (laughs) And it's sort of this thing of there is a twist, as there's been a twist in Mm. every single Mm. one of the stories, Mm. and it just just doesn't feel horror. It it feels like he's going, I'm going to say the most kind of outrageous thing <clears throat> rather than going, I'm going to build, like, here's, here's the thing that 
the best horrors do is they build a sense of security. So they'll often mm. they fake you out a few times. Yeah. You know, you build, 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 yep, yep, nothing. Yep. Build, 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 nothing. Yep. And you, we want the false sense of security so that we can then have the thing that throws us off kilter. You know, whether it's yep. being scared or you know whatever your reaction to horror is. Yep. And that's what's missing here. So he's kind of from the get go. This guy is like. Look, I mean, I'm, I've been flicking through it. Look, it's not very long. So I've just been, I have been flicking through it um, this afternoon when Damien was sitting up this afternoon, just now. And um, it just feels a lot like someone's pissed off in a dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Grumpy. It's just an expression of frustration and anxiety um, <laughs> with the odd sentence here and there. The one I picked out was I have purchased myself a computer console separate to the one owned by the kids. And this is the thing is like there's this (laughs) unnecessary detail. For Mm. what is a a very short piece, it Mm. could be – it could use words more economically. Because there's one at a later point – also the chapters run into each other, which I think is – no idea what's going on. um, So (laughs) as in like it goes – the end of the chapter is I'm going to have a shower and the next chapter starts, I'm in the shower. And you're like... Mm, you they didn't can, need a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make a shift in, like a, a genuine Seems shift good. to mm. a new chapter that needs to kind of... It's like starting a new paragraph, you mm. know. It's mm. a new idea. Mm. <laughs> it has to be a different um, aspect of the story. But when he um, says... <laughs> uh, when he's in the shower, he says, the hot shower water. And it's like... <laughs> Who says shower water, by the but way? But also we would have just known. <laughs> she said, I'm getting in the shower. The hot water was cascading over my body. Yeah. <laughs> I worked it out. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, I mean, I'll give away the twist, which is yeah, do. that. So he's talking about all these women that he's murdered and assaulted and raped. And mm. it's, it's that is, it, it is not handled in a way that I go, you know, I watch a lot of horror and crime and, it's not handled in a way that kind of made it work for the genre. Mm, mm. And then while he's out doing the shopping, he sees one of the women he's murdered and ultimately draws sixth the conclusion. Sense. Yeah, he's very sixth sense. <laughs> um, and he goes back home because he'd photographed them all, but all the photographs are actually porn. Mm. Um, and he draws the conclusion that everyone must be coming back from the dead after mm. he murders them because of COVID. Yes. And then he turns on a video camera and it ends with him about to murder his wife and her two kids, his stepkids. Mm. Um, and again, like the kind of the shift is always ended and it's like, oh, yeah, so here's the thing that starts to sort of take it into horror and it could have and gone it, somewhere it from It could there. have gone somewhere. and it, But you're right, it just ends. It's like with the literally the last sentence or the last point, it's like, oh, no, this is this is what really happened. But it sounds like there was no... There was no closure. No like, closure or no, I, no, no build up to, to mm. that moment. It was just he killed lots of people, but then we find out at the end that he didn't really. It... It is a common thing to end a short story on a kind of what-if scenario. Mm, mm, but what mm. I would suggest, if you're thinking of writing short stories, the best short story I've ever read is Ursula Le Guin's The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelis. Yes. <laughs> and because it does leave questions, but not like this, not big kind of, mm, 
what know, happened to half the plot. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you you get this whole story, and the story kind of reaches a conclusion, mm. but it reaches a conclusion on these are the ones that walk away from Omelus, and we don't know where they go. Um, and you can, if you Google the ones who walk away from Omelas, O M E L A S, there is there are free versions. It's a very it's a short story. It's available all over the internet. I'm but interneting it right now. <laughs> it is a really well structured short story that you feel like you've you've reached a conclusion, even though there are questions. And mm. my problem with this is that you don't feel like the story has reached a conclusion. No, it hasn't. It's the inciting incident of a bigger mm. story. He's mm. like setting mm. the story off and going, and that's the end. And the horror is that I like introduced an inciting incident that's scary. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. One, I need I need a story. That's not a story. That's and it works for a, a drabble, but it doesn't. Like Look, if you want to do a short story, you need. It needs I would have to... preferred he just did another chapter of dra- drabbles. Mm. They were really interesting. Like that as a writing technique. That's something I'm definitely going to be using. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really interesting and really well done. But it sounds like I don't know the, the novella. It. It wasn't a novella. No, and it wasn't enjoyable. No, it sounds like a horrible story. I'm glad I didn't read it to be honest. Yeah, I. Like I skimmed it, grabbed a few. Words and it was like, oh, I just can't. Yeah, I feel like there there's stuff I liked about it, mm. and I think that's really important. But and maybe this is a very like isolated project. This guy's written quite a lot. He's quite prolific, and I think it might be interesting to read something where he actually finishes ma- a story. Write, yeah, <laughs> writes a whole piece, like writes a whole novel, and yes. and um, you know, there is that kind of full realization of what it is. But at mm. the moment. It's just not quite there. And I say this as someone who loves horror. Like, mm. I love reading. I read a lot. Um, and I read a lot. I mean, I'm, uh, 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 and maybe this series of reviews that we've been doing for the podcast made me realise that I don't need to finish books that I'm not enjoying, even though I'm, we've been reviewing them. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should change that rule. But in the past, I will have read a book to the end, even if mm. I've hated it. Um, because it's like, oh, you can't leave a book unfinished. It's like, yes, you can. Writers do it all the time. <laughs> they do. Also, um, me and almost all of Dickens. Look, it's hard going. I read David Copperfield for uni. Uh, no, not for uni, for high school. Mm. And I was in that was the last Twist, one I finished. The musical in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly got the, uh, what do you call it, lead role. So I was kind of an okay singer then. Yeah. No, I went to a uh, high school that was majority white and kept putting on plays with not majority white casts. It was not good. Oh, no. It was not good. No, that is awful. It was really – I just – there are so many musicals they could have picked and they always seem to pick these ones. Yeah. And I was like, what are you thinking? No, not. <laughs> I. Mm. Here's the thing. I look at all of the adults that were in that decision-making process and think – what were you thinking? Uh, you had a choice. <laughs> oh, mm. Yeah, no, not good. Um. No, no, Oliver Twist. That was when I was at school in Sydney, so I don't know. Um, I never got the lead, so I guess I should be thankful because... Mm. I can't sing. I absolutely can't sing. I used to be able to, and then, I don't know, puberty, my voice dropped. <laughs> I did do, um, you know, Allo Allo, the TV show? 
the French, the really insulting French accents. Yes. Yes. We did that. Not in high school. It's the community theatre production. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of photos of me dressed as a <laughs> Nazi soldier. Oh, no. Like, for the purposes of the play. <laughs> oh, no, I know that, obviously. No, no, no. It's just my weekend wear. <laughs> Did you have what are there is are there photographs? Did you say there are photographs? Absolutely, there are. Oh, no, um, but like, you know, I guess you know people are in <laughs> movies about the Nazis yes. and yeah, they just dress up as like, Nazis. I can understand. Like, Look, I mean, th- that's for a play. But I, I do think about the because the local sewing group used to do the costumes, so they all had to sew. Sw- <laughs> Um, I also, sorry, the worst one was I did The Matchmaker, which is the play that the musical Hello, Dolly is based off. Okay, yeah. So it's the story of Hello, Dolly without the music. Mm. Um, And I can't remember the name of the character I played, but he had to kiss a woman and Mm. the woman was played by my sociology teacher. (laughs) (laughs) We cheated it. There wasn't an actual kiss. but (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> Small town theatre productions are disasters. That is horrible. Was it? I just can't even imagine. I mean, obviously you would have cheated, but oh my God. No, but also like the entire town. <laughs> 16 year old me and a woman who taught all of my older siblings. So, <laughs> and I'm the youngest of quite a few. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, oh that, was, that was fun. That was fun. Um, but, yes, so <laughs> now that I'm sufficiently embarrassed, <laughs> I mm. think that's the episode. I think that is the episode. Uh, let me go back to the run sheet. Well, we should probably give it a rating. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look, for for good writing, I don't think it hit the mark. Mm. Uh, it wasn't – look, it wasn't horror. I wanted more horror. I wanted more horror. I wanted a horror book. A horror book. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted horror stories for um, Halloween and I'm just going to have to eat bags of lollies instead mm. <laughs> for my Halloween experience. Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I think a three. Okay. The, yeah. The, the drabbles really Actually, you're right. Sold it yeah, the, the th- yeah. The drabbles were great. I the really interesting little stuff. Mini stories. I yeah, like them they were the absolutely the best part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, if it had just been that, it would have been quite a nice experience. Yeah. It was if it was thirty five or thirty six of those rather than the the horrible novella and potentially life threatening story. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the UK. He cannot come and get us. Um, <laughs> Oh, we we can't tag him either. No. Hi. <laughs> Your books, sometimes they find us. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, MJ Edwards has found us. Yeah, that's <laughs> we true. We love you. <laughs> yes, we do. So good. Um, yeah, I, I think three. Okay. It it is. I like. I will go and I'm going to go read some other stuff that he's done. Yeah, I will too. Actually, because I feel like. The talent is all there. Maybe this is just the wrong product. Look, I think it's the wrong yeah, it's the wrong product. It was it's books written during lockdown. And despite what he says about, you know, lockdown didn't make much of a difference to his life, it was still living within a pandemic 
Mm. And I don't think that's a small thing. I mean, thing, if, if so... he's married, he might not be anymore because... Oh. No, no, <laughs> just like... It... My face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, I just mean they might have separated because clearly like... There's some bitterness. Well, I mean, there was a really distinct theme all the way through of yes. husband and wife not happy together. The husband in particular, like... Mm-hmm. It seemed a little autobiographical. Mm. Yes. So three out of five. Let's read his other works just to get a sense of what... I did read, um, not of this book, but of other books. He got quite good Goodreads reviews and Amazon mm. reviews. So I dare say his writing is well, and That's great. the thing. and. It's the thing. It's the um, yeah. It's the pandemic literature theme. Sometimes it just isn't as polished as their no, other work, and no. you know that it has, has to, to I mean, be. They're written fast. They're written under. I don't want to say duress, but within In, the environment. Yeah. Um, and to remain current, they have to be produced relatively quickly. Yeah, that's and they true. don't have that same checks and balances another series of books would. Yeah. So I think I think three out of five is pretty generous. Um. But tell us what you think. Yes. Um, you can email us at lowbrowlowdown at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at lowbrowlowdown uh, and share your thoughts. Tell us what you think. If you want to read the book, read the book. And, and mm. if you send us an email, we'd be happy to share your thoughts with the world. Yes. Um, we're keen to hear what people think of these these books. And, of course, we are. our plan is to sort of do pandemic prose to the mm. end of the year. To the end of the year, Christmas, or and maybe the new year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe mm. I'll take a holiday. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be. So, yeah, up until Christmas, so we'll do something. Yeah, and then we're going to have to change themes because we need to move on because I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. No. Well, I mean, we you know, we, we can't have COVID normal uh, themed literature. No. Um, um, but there are other things going on in the world, mm. so we'd love to know what sort mm. of lowbrow, lowdown, what cultural moment we should mm. be thinking about for our mm. next season. Mm. Mm. So let us know. Send us yeah. an email and or tweet at us what you think we should cover, yeah. and we'll look into it and see what's out there. It doesn't just have to be books. We could be movies, movies, or TV shows, plays. <laughs> not plays, yeah. not musicals, please. Oh uh, well, yeah. so, well, no. Damien loves musicals. I do not. No, so we, having to watch musicals, maybe one musical. Okay, wait. No, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'll watch one musical. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, it, there's there's a new theme out there. We can't we yeah. can't do the we pandemic. Haven't, we haven't found it yet, but we will. We will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as has been the theme of the past few weeks, we don't have a book for next week. We do not. Um, <laughs> we've been flying by the seat of our pants, usually deciding a few days before yeah. we record. Oh my god! <laughs> Sometimes we don't finish the books before our recording. No, night. that's true. <laughs> um, but, but also, got... if you have an idea for a book that you think yeah. we should read, have you read something? Have you come across something? I still think, look, I think we need to go back to the 1918-1919 pandemic of influenza and see whether there's any literature out of there that we could perhaps have a look at. I would like to do a bit of a deeper dive. So maybe between now and our last episode. Yeah, between now and Christmas, we'll see if we can dig some of those up. Yeah. There's something. There are lots of things, actually, but... um, yeah, we'll get into that more. I will do that. I'll write an essay <laughs> and send it to Damien and we can review it. <laughs> hmm. Sounds good. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, well, thanks everyone. everyone. Thanks, Damien. Thanks, Natasha. Bye. Bye. Bye.